This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. It's a dynamic duo day. We don't have the three musketeers or the, what was it? The fearsome threesome. What was it going to be called? <laughs> I don't know. I had it. It was, uh, Dwayne is under Dwayne's not here. Tell us. Yeah, he, he's under the weather. So anyway, um, welcome back everybody. And, uh, congratulations to, to Steve Lee and his wife, Tamara, their grandparents today or sometime, maybe, maybe last night. So, I, I you know I'm excited for him because I sure do like being a grandparent. A lot of fun. But anyway, congratulations on that. And you know, been a long time since we've talked about the news, and the news kept on rolling even though we've been busy with other things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things are very interesting to me. Um, we we can get to some of them later if we. I'd like to hope we hope we can get a little bit to the Trump litigation. It's not not that big of a deal it's well it's a big deal and that you know he's going to lose all his motions and all his, his discovery requests um but basically you know really i could i could tie it up real quick you know that, that it's still going on you know you have you have new york new jersey dc georgia florida and then there's little one spring spring up here and there where people trying to keep him from being on the ballot in certain states new hampshire being the most recent that was denied all lawfare but uh, one of the but the the defense that Trump has, of course, is that he had nothing to do with the the events on January sixth at the Capitol. He had nothing to do with that. But even if he did, there was no insurrection. That that was all made up by the January sixth yeah. congressional committee, and so he's subpoenaed the records from the J six committee, the one that Miss Piggy was on. And he has he has subpoenaed the the records to find out who were the FBI informants and undercover people. And of course, that judge there is not going to grant it. I think she may have denied it last night, but I didn't. I did. I couldn't find it later. I think I saw that she's already denied it, saying, "You know, you're guilty, so there's no reason to give you all that." So it, you do process, yeah. You know, we could go through the legal analysis of it, but this one really is common sense. You're accusing him of of creating this when it was you that created it. It's so he has that right to get that information. The, the, the worst thing about it is that she still hasn't moved her trial date. It's still set for March of next year, which right in the middle of the campaign season. But I mean this. I don't think Trump's worried about it. He can't, he'll campaign from jail. Yeah, you know yeah. that. Uh, but but uh, I mean, it, the, the thing about it is, it's, it's still out there. I want to let you know I'm following it. If there's anything significant, I will certainly talk about it on here. But that is a travesty that she's that biased that she can't, that judge can't, uh, won't allow Trump to even access it. It's one thing to say, okay, we're going to let you see it, and another to say we're going to let you put it into the evidence. 
I think both of them should be allowed. But discovery, the rule there is, can it lead to other discoverable evidence? That's that's how simple it is. Can it prove, help you prove your case or can it lead to other discoverable evidence? And I think that he has an absolute right to find out what Miss Piggy and those guys were saying in the J6. Was it real? We've seen already that they were they were cherry picking the videos they wanted to pick. And I'm convinced that that one video that looked so bad where the where the flag is beating on a police officer, I'm convinced yeah. that three quarters or four fifths of those were agents or somebody working for the FBI. Because you can see that they split them out and walk down separate halls depending on whether you were a, a cop or not. But yeah. That, but they hid that evidence, and they have a right to find out that because they're basing their prosecution on a lot of what was in the Miss Piggy committee, committee uh, investigation, J6. Yeah. So so that's, uh, I think, so discoverable. I, I read the pleadings, and, it, and like I said, we don't need to go through them. I really don't meet, I really don't think we need to. Just you think on the common sense listeners, just listen to common sense. Common sense says that if you're going to accuse somebody of starting a rebellion, you have the right to find out if somebody else started. <laughs> you know, it's not. This is not very difficult. I would expect a one L to get that one. Yeah. <laughs> but nope, she's denied it, and I have not seen the ruling. If 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 I see it between now and Thursday, I will read it to you guys and show you what she says. Uh, I don't know if he'll he'll bother appealing or not because it what he's an interlocutory not a final judgment he has to ask for a writ anyway that's that one you know then then derek that the, derek chauvin the person who was the last to be with george floyd when george floyd overdosed on fentanyl so the last person with him has been convicted of murder for just being there with him and we're ignoring we're completely ignoring the coroner report that says that he that he george floyd died of fentanyl we're the trial. Yes, which was in the trial, wasn't it? Yes, it wasn't was. that report right. come out the trial? Right. Yes, guess what he died of. And so, you know, that's the he's been convicted, and it's gone all the way to the United States Supreme Court, meeting that the United States Supreme Court denied writs. So now he's stuck in jail the rest of his life, basically. Well, somebody did decided that that wasn't good enough, and there was an attempt on his life. And I guess, you know, that, and it was yeah. serious. He was, it was life-saving measures had to be taken to keep him alive. And the, the sad, the sad state of this is, is that we all knew that if he got with anywhere near the general population, he was going to get beat up or stabbed or whatever. Now, that's, this is no surprise that this happened, but it just shows you that the federal courts, the federal prisons, and I'm not sure why he's in a federal prison because he was he was convicted in state court, if I remember right. Thank you, right? Actually, yeah. so the the reports I've seen is that he's in a federal prison for some reason. It's probably one of those high high risk prisons, Security. right? Yeah. That Dwayne Duane was talking about, but I don't know that. But that's what they say. But I thought he was convicted in state court. Long and short of it is, he got stabbed. They didn't protect him, and you, they, you, even if it's, even if you think that Epstein killed himself, they were supposed to be watching him. He didn't. Right. The, the question is: Is there any? Is is there any chance that a person could can get a fair trial now when intersectionality is involved? And the question is: Once you're convicted, is there any chance with inter intersectionality involved of being kept safe in a, in a prison in the United States? And I don't 
the answer. If you look at Epstein and Chauvin, the answer clearly no. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's where the Chauvin is is that he is recovering apparently. By the way, keep keep in mind the Judge Woodard. She is still she was one of the victims in the in the slashing the knife slashing here on Texas campus, and she's been in and out of the hospital. I think she's okay, but. She's such a positive person, you probably wouldn't know even if you asked her. Yeah, so, so anyway, she's been in and out apparently since infections. I, I don't know these things, so I'm not getting, I can't, you can't get me for a HIPAA violation. I, I just want you to know that she's been in and out of the hospital. Okay. So that's that. I think we took care of the two things. And then one more thing is, I didn't ask you about this pre-podcast, but this was really for you. This Kansas City, there's some kid came dressed up supporting oh, the That is such a Okay, they say it was in blackface. Now, half his face was black, half was red. And if you know anything about the Chiefs, those are their colors, black and red. <laughs> and they're still called the Chiefs. They're not called, you know, the Kansas City newspapers or whatever you want to call them. Uh, you know, the Kansas City football team. I not call that. They're called the Chiefs. <laughs> okay. And uh, this kid was just dressed up like, yeah. If you look at uh, Travis Kelsey does a commercial where he talks to a guy, what is a guy who paints his face but can't get the game? A clown. You know, he says that. Well, this guy's face is painted in blue and white. Um, Because his team's colors are blue and white. You know, he had, the little kid had a headdress on, you know, a chief headdress, you know, uh, which is not uncommon among fans and because he had half his face in blackface, this is just blackface on Twitter. Now, uh, other places don't have this feature, whereas community notes, which gives context to uh, things, uh, here's the community note on that whole NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface. And Native American headdress. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly black they and show red. The side that doesn't have red, they just show the black side. <laughs> okay, community notes says the picture in this article is misleading. Other pictures of the child in question show the other half of his face painted red. Black and red are being the team's colors. And then it has a link where you can find that picture. That's the difference in X and every other game person who carried this crap. It's bullcrap. It is garbage. I guess what I guess I guess they could say he red face is no better. No, they can they if you look at it, you know, they also had a kid that had black, you know, like the if he put it up just like uh how you put it, like these NFL players who put black so there doesn't shine on their thing, you know, their face, he had it kind of really done up. And it was Halloween, and they said he's a blackface. No, he wasn't. Uh, and then they show fourteen pictures of NFL players with the same kind of, you know, blackface, quote unquote, on. It's just such crap. I just, I don't know. Well, you know, I'm a, I, I'll just summarize this. The first picture I saw was of the kids looking straight at you. So I saw the red and black, and I saw the headdresses. It, it was clear that. He was just there as a avid fan of Kansas City. That's all it was. Yeah. I mean, anything else you make out of it, you're picking on a kid and you're an idiot. That's it. I'm sorry, you're an idiot. But I'm going to say this: if you were offended 
by blackface. Grow the F up. Just grow up. Goodness. Just grow up. What, what is wrong with you? Why are you such a baby? I don't know. You know, you make a James face off. I might not like it. I don't know. But I'm not going to whine about it. I'm going to go off and do whatever I do. Forget about it. It's so stupid. That kid doesn't hate black people. That's just dumb. And if you want to dress up like a black person, celebrity for Halloween, you can't do that anymore because that's considered racist. But but a white, I'm sure a black person can dress like a white person because of intersectionality. It's, it's all that same crap. The reason you can't do it is because they've, there's already a stigma, and if you do that, you're lampooning the black person. Grow up. Just grow up. I mean, just gosh, grow up. I would I would bop my kids' ears if they were crying over something like that. It, it, when, and when they got made fun of school, it was going like, really? You're coming home whining to me about that? Really? Get over it. Yeah. Did they hit you? You know, and if they yeah, did, they, did where did that sticks and stones go? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. How many times were you told that as a kid? That's what I would. That's exactly what my parents would say to me every time, or or the six of us. Anytime one of us complained about something said about them, they all their response was sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And and I don't understand where that's happened and why intersectionality has caused it where you can't do that so let's suppose he did that i'm a black player and i'm dressed up like him you're gonna tell me that's racist my favorite player is black and i can't dress like him. i mean really you can't put aunt Jemima on a on a syrup bottle anymore you can only put white people really you can't have any black endorsements well i guess not at the pancakes that's probably how they're, I don't know, I can't even figure it out. I have life of me, I can't figure it out. Why a black person can't say, hey, I make good pancakes. And I don't, is black, is, is are pancakes considered a black food? Because we certainly ate them almost every Saturday. Well, I think it's the fact that you had a uh, Aunt Jemima character, which was considered racist from back in the day, on the syrup. Yeah, by the time they took it off, they had, they had a, Nice looking black lady that was not looking. She didn't look like she was a slave or anything. She looked like she was happy. Yeah, it looked like she's cooking in a kitchen. Did they ask her if she felt like she was demeaned? I mean, she yeah, well, all, all the way to the bank. Doesn't exist. That was <laughs> a computer did that one. A computer did that one. Yeah. Just, well, that you know, a graphic artist did. I, I you know, I, don't, I this that's one of those things where they could try to cancel me all they want i'm gonna say look i don't do blackface because i don't do halloween i didn't i didn't like doing halloween as a kid that was just not my thing but and i did it some when i was really young but i it was not my thing but there's no way that i'm gonna put on blackface and go into public because to me i just don't do that but what if you wanted to do you know like some celebrity or something what's wrong with that that's just stupid grow up this we, we got such a baby society i that person, did, did did he call out the kid by name, or did he just put his picture up there? Just his picture. Okay, at least they got that. At least they were that decent. That was very, very decent of them. Uh, that just well, is ridiculous. Well, you know, a kid, any other underage, they blur out the face or anything else. Yeah. They yeah. blur out the faces of the kids who were fighting in a basketball stadium, and one of them knifed the other one and killed him. They blurred those faces. Yeah. It would be difficult to black, 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 blur that one out, though, and see the effect of it. But I agree. I, I just, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, my, 
I was going to say, okay, let's do the summary judgment thing. Let's accept everything is true as, that what the guy said. That it was blackface. Grow up. It's a little kid. Grow up. If you can't handle it, you need you need help. You need help. And it's not you know if you're if you think you're a woman when you're a man, you need help. We are, we all be able to say that. That you're you you're you're hopeless if that if that offends you and you can't and it, you can't. Well, it, it, it's a minimum if you think you're you're you have an X the X chromosomes for male and the equipment for male and you think you're female, you at least need someone to walk you through if that's true. You see what I'm saying inside because I just don't think I think most of the people who are doing it now, a great majority, are just mentally ill. Uh, in in a different way, and they're doing that for attention, and you know because it's hip. Yeah, when you yeah, and I get you. When you but with, with this kid, if you're mad about this kid, you need you, you, you need help. You need help. You so need I mean, help. There's something that's, that's wrong with only, you. That's my only thing I can say about it. F you. Yeah, <laughs> just go on. Gosh, dog. Leave me alone. I don't want to ever hear from you again. And please, no posting thing on. Internet because you're just too dumb to think. I'm do we, sorry. Do we want to talk about Vivek Wamas Vama Vama Ding Dong Verlick or not? Or do you want to wait till I or am I loaded with and you're, it's unfair for you to have to try to defend it without you seeing it? I can't defend it right now because I didn't even know about the argument. We will talk. Uh, to, we will talk about it third. DC so. Drano. I do follow DC Drano on Twitter. I have for a while, uh, but. Uh, did not know about this Ruhaha. Yeah, this is this is the the deal. I'm setting it up for Thursday, so you'll be all excited and ready to <laughs> to to listen to the podcast. But basically, this DC Drano is a lawyer is a lawyer in the DC area, but he's conservative. That's an oxymoron. Yeah, a DC conservative DC lawyer. Well, it's a unicorn in DC area. <laughs> so I've got to give him some credibility if he's able to survive that but he gave 11 things that show that vivek back to the ramadama anyway the seventh one you know is the litmus test for me as to whether i support a candidate thinks trump is a liar about election fraud similar to stacy adams abrams and vivek Ramadama Vanderlick? Did I get it right that time? Vivek Ramaswamy. Okay. Anyway, I want to talk about that. We're going to go through the seven, and you you will have your chance to defend your man. Okay. We'll do that Thursday. I want to be clear. My man is Trump for president. Okay? I want to be that very clear. However, I do think that this Vivek is totally different from anybody we've seen for a very long time and has the level of skill Trump has for uh, persuasion. Election was stolen. You can't say it. You don't get to be president. All right. And I can give you several instances where he said it. All right. <laughs> we, now we've got one more. He Well, he hasn't rebutted it. So we have one more small one before we get to the main topic today, which I, I think is fascinating. And Glenn has done a lot of work on it. So I'm I wanted to get these little things out of the way. Then that is X Twitter, Musk, and Media Matters. 
this is probably the most important issue outside of getting that election mess cleaned up. It's This is big because it's free speech. We got to talk about that. But let's talk about Israel, Hamas. This we, we hostages just, release. We, we, we yeah, Hamas. Yeah, Israel and Hamas. The, uh, the, the, you know, you know, why I stopped. I'm just going to make this announcement. I found out that Wilkerson say uh too much, and so I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it with all I've got to stop the uhs. So there may be some pauses while I swallow the uhs. But Israel, Hamas. There's been a ceasefire, I think. So there could be some hostage releases. I know that and Glenn knows that I was very, very, very busy for the first day, day back after the holidays, the Thanksgiving holidays. So I did not get to look at it as much as I would like, but I got a pretty good feel for it. I don't want to say I don't, I'm not ready to talk about it, but I'll let you take it over. But I also, so I wanted you to cover it from two, two standpoints. This is what's important. This is what's interesting to me. And the James perspective is all about what's interesting to me. What's interesting to me is what you think about Israel having a ceasefire and hostage release. And I want to know after that, maybe just as importantly, what in the world was Musk doing going there and visiting that crime scene, which is what that was. And I like it that he did it. I don't want to make it sound like I don't. But I find it fascinating that this guy's launching rockets almost every day that he is launching big rockets he knows are going to fail that cost millions of dollars to make. How does he have time to go to Israel and see that crime scene? What is he up to? So let's start with, tell me what's going on with the hostage situation. Okay, and I, this is my understanding. The hostage situation has been a ceasefire that uh, allowed kind of a three-to-one trade for terrible terrorist criminals, Palestinians, been convicted in Israeli courts, to trade them for the innocent hostages that were taken on uh, November 7th to uh, by Hamas, and God knows what they've done to them. And this includes children and even a child, a baby, a, a, like a nine-month-old baby is involved in this. And they are releasing them because of a ceasefire, which both sides are saying uh, the other side is violating. What uh, the, I know what, in general, the, obviously, what a ceasefire is, but in this context, what is a ceasefire? Uh, well, the ceasefire, as I understand it, in the context that it is currently doing, is that uh, the, uh, the uh, how do you put it? This Israelis aren't winning as much. Let's put it that way. That's that's my opinion. That is totally my opinion. I have no evidence other than the fact that I didn't think the Israelis would agree to a ceasefire. But I think they are in the context that they knew they could get hostages out. And uh, so they're not going to kill people and break things while they're doing this hostage trade-off. Right. Although both sides say they are killing things. Right. But let's, let's go in theory. In theory, is they're not going to kill people and break things of each other right. while this is going on. Now, let me let me ask you this: This is not a in any way saying Israel is finished with Hamas. They're just saying we'll give you. Yeah, we're going to give you these mean criminals, which all of those everybody over there 
is a criminal is on on the Palestinian. It's in, in Hamas, but there are to me you're guilty. It's it's this is a war. I'm not talking about a court of law. But so if I'm understanding right, then so Israelis over time have captured Palestinians who have been committing crimes in Israel, and they're put into a maximum security prison that Chauvin should be in, and I mean not should not be in. <laughs> well, I many should be protected. Anyway, these 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 guys from Palestine, Hamas, Hamas, they are in prison in Israel, and they stop shooting at each other. Stop breaking stuff long enough for is Palestine to let innocent hostages loose in trade for guilty Palestinian Hamas terrorist criminals. Correct. Correct. All right. And then the idea is going to be once they're they're comfortable that the hostages have been released, then they can go back to killing people and breaking things. Yeah. Short, yeah. <laughs> so, so these people that have been released will get killed later when Israel finishes sweeping up. I think that's their plan. Yes, sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> I can't kill you right now. I'm paying three squares a day, keeping you in a prison. I'll let you go, and I'll kill you in a few days. Just let me let me get the innocent kids back, like you said, little babies. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, I just don't see how Israel has a choice. I mean, that's a good deal. That's an absolutely good deal. I would say that's the art of the deal. I imagine that Trump probably would have said, yeah, that's a good deal. We'll let you, you let the innocent little kids go, and we will let you have your guys back. So now you can restock a little bit. And then once we feel like the, the hostages have all been switched out, I would give them more than they asked for. I, once I know for sure we've got all the hostages, I would send all of them over there. And so now let's kill them. I, I, I didn't know that's what happened. That's to me, that's a good deal. <laughs> I go like, you know, that, that's, really? you know, <laughs> the subtext is that they, they've driven <laughs> them into their tunnels. Now they have time to find where the, you know, the vents and everything are. And then in my opinion, they'll bury them in their tunnels. And so they just push gas, poison yeah, gas. They, they're putting, put them in their grave. Gotcha. Yeah, basically. You know, you know, there's a little side note. Do you know that I have a cat that won't stay in the room if you fart? I've never had one that's like that. <laughs> that is a side note. Boy, I, uh, I just never had one like that. No, he will, he will not tolerate it. He will, he will not tolerate it. <laughs> he looks at you like... He looks at you like, you jerk. <laughs> he's not my cat. He's somebody else's. <laughs> anyway, his own cat. That's who he is. I was thinking about farting <laughs> into those vents, but but anyway, that's uh that's interesting. That's good coverage there, Glenn. So that's what's going on. You know, the, the, the right is all that's over. This. I, that, that is that's what it looks like. I don't see how it, it could go any other way. Personally, well, you know, I've, the, the headlines again. I've been. I apologize to our listeners. I've been very, very, very busy at work. The last two days, starting starting Sunday afternoon, but I I will say that that I saw the headlines and and there was so much criticism from the right about this ceasefire and these hostages. I'm going like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Israel's a sovereign country, and I'm supporting them. If they're going in, I'm supporting them, and if they're ceasefiring, I'm supporting. Them. It's their country. 
and I'm all for whatever they decide is best for them. But then you just described the deal. I'm going like, my goodness gracious, that that somebody brokered a really good deal there. We're going to cut you loose so we can kill you. Yeah, and, and you know, the Biden administration is saying they're doing it. Oh, well, I mean, that's the ignore that. I don't think the Biden administration has this much sway no. on Israel. I think Israel wanted to go slow, uh, and they wanted to constrict Hamas uh, as much as they could, get them where they knew they could have them. I think that Israel has known about these tunnels for a very long time, and that they have developed technology and systems to find and, uh, you know, basically uh, entomb their enemies in Hamas in these tunnels that they've built at great cost to the Palestinian people, I might add. Uh, and it's basically thievery that yeah. they've done. There's a name for that. It's almost like kleptomania. It's crypto something where the government is... The government is communism, don't you? Anyway, is it stealing from the communism? It's even worse than communism in this way. It is actually stealing from the little guy to give to the government. Just stealing it. Just yeah. stealing it. We're going to steal it. And there's a word for it. I came across it the other day, and I meant to, to, to learn it, but Steve knows I have litho, litho logica. Lithonomia, which one of the two? But. All right, so so that's exciting. Thank you. That I, I like that interpretation, whether it's right or wrong. It's a good one. The the I, I, let me say this: I doubt very seriously that Israel is doing anything that is endangering their 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 existence of their country. Now, this little you got you got you got thirty seconds to a minute to tell me this. Let's suppose you had been that there that day, armed like you always are, and you saw people flying in. On, on kites, but you don't know yet what it is because it's a holiday. You probably think they're just coming in as part of the holiday you know, celebration. When did you? When would you have started shooting? The minute they did. The minute they did. Yeah, I mean, the minute I saw AK slump is when I'd start firing. If I was in Israel at that time, now if I was in America and that happened, I would have that same time, but I would have had to go to jail. And I would have had to be face trial <laughs> for shooting uh, terrorists. It's true. It's actually true. Yeah. Uh, that's what will happen. That's why I carry insurance for concealed carry. Yeah, I do believe. Uh, yeah, that's good. I, I do believe that it depends on the parish, but the rural parishes, you would be okay. I know that because maybe shoot with me in the rural I've, I've watched it. It's it's very difficult for somebody that is a, that is committing some type of a crime. To be able to have have the person prosecuted that stands up to them, it's it's in, in my if it was in my home as well or on my property, be a whole different deal. No, I want to say this: if you walked up on somebody and you saw that they had a gun holding somebody up and you shot them, nothing would happen to you here, not in Ruston, no way. This this well, it, it would be a little different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is the, the the more the city the more city you get. Depending on their ethnic background, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but, but I'll just say that it, that it, the bigger the city, it's always you know that that way. By the way, did you see Charleston? Charleston has their first Republican mayor in like hundred years. Okay, now that being said, that was your one minute to tell me that. What is Elon Musk doing in Israel? I I I laughed out loud, and Charlotte kind of woke up when I saw that this 
that he had gone to he had gone to Israel and visited the crime scene and pointed out the obvious. What did he point out? He pointed out that it was a travesty, that it was horrible, all those things that you would think you would point out. He sat with the leader of Israel and talked about it, yet he's this anti-Semite. <laughs> That's why I did it. You know, plus he wanted to bring the point that this is that Israel has a right to defend themselves and go after Hamas. Uh, you know, plus there's a large group of people who are in a news bubble that when they see Elon go do something, it makes them look and and say, "What? Why, why did he do that? The same thing you just did." That normally, you know, like you, you see, you've seen both sides. There's a large group of people who only see CNN, basically. They've only seen the, uh, you know, the uh, censorship industrial complex, the Pravda is basically all they've seen, and they know nothing else. Um, so when Elon goes, they do follow Elon. He has a lot of people following him on Twitter X, and... It is a not is a diverse group. It's not just you know me and right wingers and stuff like that. It's a diverse group of people who follow it. But I want to say it's it's an incredible amount of people. So when he goes and does something and puts it on X, they get to see that it was a horrible thing. And they say Elon's an anti semite, you know, because of this uh, media matters. You know, I'm sorry, I can't even say their name. Uh, well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I would like to. I just wanted to, to say, why do you think he did that? Because that that guy is. He believes in America. He believes in free speech. He believes in freedom. That's why he did it. And I guess, I guess, when you're when he's out of town, the cat cats away. The mice won't play because he'll know if you worked or not, won't he? Well, and he has a lot less mice to watch. Yeah, I know he got rid of a lot of the mice. I, I, he got rid. Of, he got rid of the people who didn't do it. The, the thing that helps me always know who I can trust is who the media really goes after, and who do they really attack? And they they attack Trump and they attack Musk. And it's interesting to me that they want it shut down. Which which but the, the, but let me just summarize what I think. What you're saying is this: that that Musk believes in free speech, and there is a lot of censorship going on that is not favorable. The censorship is anything favorable to Israel is being censored and anything that is pro Hamas is all over the place, especially TikTok, which is your you 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 warned me this would happen. That's that's got to be one of the main things causing this. That he went over there to force coverage of the pro Israel yes, side. Because they have to go you know, they have to, CNN, all of them have to yeah. show it over there. I mean, he's the most interesting man in America. I mean, yeah, even, maybe even over Trump. In fact, he is. I, I, this guy, nobody, nobody's doing what he's done. And this, this, we are a better country because of the things he's doing. Yes, absolutely. I, I would agree. Just, just his defense of free speech. But when his, his AI comes out, I'm going to tell you right now, I will go with his because that's the one I would most trust. I can't trust anybody completely, but that's who I would trust the most. 
he's interesting. He is interesting, and I see it. I see what he's doing now. That is, this was all about free speech, which which leads us to the main topic. We are we we got we got twenty thirty five minutes to talk about this, and I've been dying for three or four days. I have read about this quite a bit, and that is this this litigation where Elon Musk ex Twitter has filed a suit against an entity called Media Matters. And it's been joined, or at least in, if not joined in separate litigation, Texas, Paxton, is his name Paxton, has yeah. filed suit against Media Matters too. And what they have done is unconscionable. It is horrible. Glenn, take it away as you do best. Okay. The allegations are, okay, and, and Musk says he can prove this. And I would think he could. Here's the thing about that most people don't know that has changed over Twitter is that they have really engineered probably the gold standard of making sure that your content, if you advertise on X, which I would recommend if you have anything to advertise, you do advertise on X because it's an excellent platform. You're going to get more impressions than you ever. Um, and they, they, what they did is they they figured out the algorithm, and some of the algorithm is this. They strip out the first 30 days. If you set up an account, first 30 days, they kind of – it's not going to uh, do anything in the algorithm. All right. Well, hold on okay. a second. We're, we're, what we're talking about is X Twitter's algorithm. Right. Okay. An algorithm is a series of computer commands that make your computer do what the designer wants it to do. Right, and it, it makes it sort. It's mainly for sorting. So that's why you'll, let's say you're on Instagram, and all of a sudden you've said something about, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, knives, that you need chopping knives for chopping things up. And all of a sudden your feed has all these advertisements for these really cool chopper things and, and knives that chop. And you go, wow, how did that happen? I'm, that's what I want. Then you order it. That's an algorithm that does that. It sorts it based on what you're looking at and based on what you're saying in the case of, of uh, Instagram. Um, so, you know, that's what Twitter does, too. As you look at things, it says, oh, you like that. I'll give you more of that. And so it feeds you more of what you're looking at. So what it does for the first 30 days on a new account to uh, combat you know, bots that may be made, you know, made up so people can influence the algorithm. It's first 30 days, a new account doesn't sway the algorithm at all. And they also have really robust and excellent. Right, and the reason, the reason, let me go, the reason for that algorithm is to make sure it's to stop people from opening up accounts real quick and doing nasty things. This keeps you, you have to stay legit for 30 days before you're even really acknowledged as existing. Right. Got it. Right. Okay. Okay. To cut so, back on those bots that, remember, because remember when, when he was going to buy, when Musk was going to buy Twitter, he almost backed out of the deal because there was a lie as to how many actual people were on Twitter. There was a lot of bots, which are computerized attempts to create. They weren't huge. They were not huge. They were just some computer creation that was designed to just say this and say that and, and 
and they would say Trump sucks or whatever. And and, and ultimately, we ex Twitter would, uh, the Twitter back then would ultimately pick up on it, but they, they weren't doing anything about the short term one. So immediately, then what you're telling me, I think, is that Musk said, "No, we're not going to have that bot problem here. We're you're going to have to open up yeah. an account, and it's going to give us time, thirty days, for us to tell if you're a bot or if you're real." Right. Got it. Okay. So it's eliminating fake users. Trying to. Trying to as best you can. You can't eliminate them forever, but it's trying to. Gotcha. Now, um, if you take that, it also anti-Semitic comments, any type of hate, you know, not hate speech. I didn't recall that, but any kind of uh, stuff that violates their policies, because they do have policies about you can't say, you know, put, you know, can't show beheadings and stuff like that. You can't um, say bomb on an airplane, right? Basically, the free speech, you know, you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater when there's no fire, basically. Uh, And they have probably the best in class of that kind of software that does that. And that was Musk's big push at first, because Twitter was not that, for sure. It was just a censorship machine. Um, So then what Media Matters did and they've bragged about this a lot, that they've gotten people fired and they've gotten companies to stop advertising with certain people. And they were full court press trying to get people to stop advertising on Twitter. And they got Apple. They got, and this was during the holidays as well. I'll speak a little bit about that too. Um, they got Apple, IBM, several high profile people who were advertising. And they said, look, we have these screenshots of you your stuff right underneath neo-Nazi propaganda. You need to get off there. And so being the DEI uh, racist they were, uh, these companies just basically uh, uh, said, we're not going to be on Twitter anymore. And this is, you know, millions and millions, 678 million, I think is what Musk said, something like that, uh, of ad revenue that went away because of you know, this, 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 this media matters campaign, they look into it and it turns out media matters, uh, used existing accounts and started trying to follow these neo-Nazi groups and this, this horrible stuff. And even when they did, they had to do iterate follows, follow these horrible things thousands of times or hundreds of times at least. Just to get one screenshot of IBM's computer underneath the, a swastika, right, for instance. And then they took a screenshot, and then they showed it to IBM and Apple. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we're not even going to go into the fact that, you know, neo-Nazis need computers, too. But we won't even go there. Uh, then, then we go into this... Uh, they, they basically start getting these people to do it. They, they've basically manufactured this, and, and Mel says he can prove it in court. They've manufactured this horrible content next to it. And if you if you tried it again right after they got the screenshot, it wouldn't be there. Right. So so basically, it's 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 there is a certain number of ads that are out there. Now, what I what I guess what I didn't get was this. All right, so so there's there's what they're basically doing is finding neo-Nazi content and trying to create a situation 
where there was an ad from a big, big company like Apple next to that neo-Nazi content. Okay. Now, what I can't figure out or didn't understand what you were saying is how they, they, what they did was they had legitimate accounts that they've created over time. So it got past the 30 day date. It got past the 30 day. Right. All right. And then what they did was they started putting in those accounts neo Nazi stuff interspersed with other things. So they, well, they uh, didn't put it in. They started following neo-Nazi stuff. I'm just using that okay. as well, the, okay. Okay. So along with other things, so so right. they would they would pick up by by doing that. Then advertisements come up apparently on Twitter, and if they could put up enough likes or follows of the neo-Nazi content, eventually IBM or or if enough tries, thousands of tries, IBM or Apple's logo is going to be next to that neo-Nazi material. Right. And it would not have happened. Next to is, is more like below or above. And it, it might be a, a one in a hundred thousand chance or something. Is it, Let me ask you this. Dude, is, is there any chance that neo-Nazi content itself is going to be paired up by ex-Twitter just by randomness? No, not by randomness. But if you're searching for anti-Semitic things or you know, neo-Nazi things, if you, that's what you're looking at. Yeah, it might feed it up to you, but it also takes those down. In other words, if it's, you know, if it's yelling fire in a crowded room when there's no fire, it takes those down. I'm not, I'm not following. It. I'm not following at all. So let's, 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 let's take it for Media Matters. Let's, have, let's go with, with their strategy. First of all, they got to get past the 30-day algorithm, meaning right. that they have got to have legitimate accounts at least at least illegitimate by the algorithm so it gets past it gets past the 30 days now you've got there's thousands of them how many of these things get get past the gatekeeping i don't know okay i I can't tell you that i just don't know but there are accounts that are controlled there are accounts that are controlled by media matters yes okay so then media matters they now that they're legit Commercials could come up next to their to, to advertise right. the media matters. Is that correct? Well, the accounts they used, it's not media matters that did. Okay. As far as they don't have their account didn't have this. The account was these fake accounts they had already seeded that were over 30 days old and that they kept up. Okay. That weren't real humans. They were just their. But they're controlled space. by media matters, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Now, how does Twitter work? So, 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 so these fake accounts then will just say they like certain things. So if they, if they yeah, like, they, they if they like. They hired some person to run. You see what I'm saying? So it looks like there's a human behind them. And basically there is, but they work for media matters. All right. So let's suppose it's me. I could go in there and say, I like kittens. And so I put kittens up. And after months and months of kittens, I'm probably going to get commercials for kitten, kitten stuff. Right. Yeah, or, or cat food. Yeah. Cat food or whatever. Pat scratching post, which I desperately need. They tore, okay, my cat tore up some of our one doesn't like farts. He tore up a, a chair. Now, so, so now is that what they do? Do they set it up where it looks like it's legit and then suddenly they put in a, a neo Nazi link or whatever, follow, and that it's fooled by Perina 
advertises next to because I've been doing cats all this time now. I put this neo Nazi thing, but I'm still getting a commercial with for cats because they know I follow cats, and so it shows up next to that neo Nazi thing. Is that how they're doing it? It's a little more subtle than that. Basically, they're following all these neo Nazi accounts, and I'm using neo Nazi just as a that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Then they have these accounts start saying, "Boy, I really wish I had a computer," and then. Even then, it takes hundreds and thousands of times before they get the IBM commercial underneath or near the neo-Nazi links. Oh, so they're, okay, they're doing it different than that. So these people are putting openly offensive, where's just, again, we're not going to do it each time, neo-Nazi or some other offensive con- content. Right. They're, they're up there putting advertisers would not want to be associated. Right. And so they're out there, they're out there, out there. And then, and then suddenly they say, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the market for a computer and I've looked at this one and I look at this one, look at this one. And so an algorithm eventually makes the mistake. It says, Hey, these, this match it up this one time. It does it. And it takes hundreds of thousands of times to get that one time. They take the screenshot. And then, boom, it goes away because Twitter's algorithms know to get that out of there. It seems like to me my idea would work better. Put in kittens, 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 and then real quick put that Nazi stuff and your kittens still be the kitten stuff should still be there. No, it won't because the, the, the Twitter's system doesn't allow that. Okay. So there, it's very sophisticated ways. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just trust me, this thing is huge sophistication all right so is 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 media matters media matters being sued by 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 musk and his company because they figured it out in other words you you you, you're taking one of the smartest men and one of the best run organizations in the world that's ever exist and you're trying to trip them up they were able to figure it out and so now it's it's been brought to media matters media matters has been sued now media matters has an all-star cast of of communists backing it, but mm-hmm. but you know that they're not going to be able to pierce that corporate veil. It's just going to be media matters get wiped out, and just going to start another one. True, true, true. But it's exposing still. It could, if he takes media matters out of the picture, that puts everybody else on. You see what I'm saying? They might make another one, but then how do they go do this again? Yeah, and, I, and at some point they will let them pierce it. I mean, pierce the corporate veil means that. You have protection from liability if you're you have a corporation. The corporation is doing things, and and then you you let's suppose yeah, that, this, a good example. A good example. A good example is is I have an LLC for my business. Even though I'm a lawyer, I have an LLC. If one of my employees, while on the job, is running something to the courthouse or to Monroe, and they get in an accident, it's their fault. The the maximum that they could get is the insurance that we do have. We we have significant insurance on it, and they could, they could get the assets of my LLC. Well, that's zero. Right. I don't keep any money, and you know we <laughs> we we move it out. You know you're going to get that. That's right. it. But you could pierce it if I do something fraudulent or personally. So so if if whoever runs Media Matters does it, whoever runs it, that person could be personally liable. But I don't think Soros and the other you know Santa Claus, those guys that are investing in that. They're probably clean the first time, but if they do it, media matters too, or media doesn't matter, or they do it again, then 
they probably would be found guilty. So they may this may be a one yeah. this may be a one and done thing. Well, it may be, or but think about it, James. If you've called it out, you've destroyed one of the organizations. They don't want to pierce that veil. How are they going to operate the same way again? Also, you've got to realize the timing of when IBM and Apple both, you know, uh, decided that their D- DEI uh, departments decided that we need to not advertise on there. It was during Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, yeah. A lot of CEOs. Black, Black Friday. But Black. they're on vacation and they can't overrule it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, that's interesting. Now, now you tell me that this, um, Schnellenberger, Schellenberger, his, his, he has coined a phrase that I think that we will probably adopt here. Censorship industrial complex. It's playing off yeah. of, playing off of Eisenhower's parting words as president that the biggest danger to our freedom is the military industrial. I maybe just I think he said bigger thing. Bigger than communism was the military industrial complex. So we got this censorship industrial complex, and you're saying media matters is just part of that. Well, yeah, this is here's kind of the playbook as as I understand it. After you know, and I, I've got a heavily uh, leaning on uh, a follow on Twitter, Mike Benz, who uh, is a uh, former operative in the CIA. So you got to you know always got to, but it looks right, and this is what you do. If you're a three-letter organization, you decide, okay, I need to make sure that the people who uh, are, you know, I need to influence the public. I need to make sure they don't hear the stuff that's in opposition to the current regime. So what do I do? I set up these watchdog groups, you know, through shell corps, whatever, not even shell corps, but, you know, like, obfuscate who's doing them. I get a big uh, liberal donor, George Soros, and his organization to fund them. Then I start planning in the regular media, who I have a lot of ties with, who I say, look, uh, you're my friend. I'm going to tell you this stuff about the CIA. And it turns out to be true, and it gives them a scoop. Well, that's how they set up that relationship. So now they say, hey, Media Matters, they have a lot of stuff on, on this issue you're doing. So I'm a, I'm a, I, this has been true before. My trusted source tells me this as a reporter-ish. And, so I, and then I can say, Media Matters, the watchdog group, notice that you go to CNN, you'll see that a lot. You go to Politico, you see that a lot. Whatever group it is, they call it the watchdog group. They don't tell you that the CIA or FBI or whoever set it up and George Soros funds it. They don't tell you that. Gotcha. They tell you that they're a watchdog group. So you take all these watchdog groups to make all these headlines that say Trump is bad or this, you know, Israel is horrible or Palestinians are oppressed. Then you get your friends over in China to start amplifying it with the go hot button. Uh, you know, and influence young people who we all know can be influenced pretty easily. Uh, So then you do that and all of a sudden you've changed the narrative and you control it. That's what these groups are doing. 
I, I get it. I get it. So, so basically, what they're doing is is trickling up. They're 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 creating the new. They're they're creating the news themselves that ultimately gets covered by CNN and in MSNBC, and NBC, PMS, NBC, all the three networks. You know, the ABC, NBC, CBS, the Wall Street Journal. For God's sake, I know. In New York Times, absolutely. The New Washington Post, you know, it's just the CIA uh, arm of the government. Really. Well, I mean, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to say that that that's all polling was. It was creating headlines that they want to use. Yeah, and, and a lot of that is, but there is some legitimate try at polling. I don't know if it's good, but I don't know how good polling is in general. Um, but, uh, you know, just... I don't know. To me, it's just like it's, it's been going on so long. You know, like when you and Charlotte ran down Friday, how the election was and how far early they started to do this stuff. It was amazing. It was. And they did it on Twitter. Right. So the person who took Twitter and said, I'm a free speech absolutist, that's the guy we need to be supporting. Yeah. To, to, know, to, to, to summarize it, the, the, that that podcast and it and it was Charlotte was very prepared for that one. The, it was excellent, by the way. The, yeah, they the basically what what happened was they started they being the left, the communists. The you know I I'm, I'm, let me stop and say this real quick. I, I want to say that reading a time of Stalin is Ofsted Yinko is a book written by a Russian who went through Stalin his era, and it really is so. Bad, sort of like you can't read the Book of Martyrs all the way through. You have to stop and just take a few at a time. The millions of people that Stalin killed is is, is it'll make your stomach turn and kill kids, everything. Twelve year olds, I think. I think he had the, the decency to wait till they were twelve. But the the thing that has occurred to me, Glenn, is that I haven't taken it far enough. That we have been saying all along that well. Feminism, intersectionality, uh, the Lincoln Project, um, DEI, DEI, all of those things, wokeness, are just forms of communism. And we get that. The problem is we know communism does not, cannot work. There was a some sailors when the communist revolution took place in Russia who asked, how do we know a criminal is not going to take over this once the government owns everything? Then the question that was a sailor that asked that, and I got to tell you that Jim and Doc have always laughed that that the enlisted men see the problems before the generals do, mm-hmm. not because they're smarter, but because they're there, they're and they yeah, they've, they've seen it before, and they're going like, "Well, explain to me that. How do I know once the government is all centralized? How do I know a criminal doesn't take over?" And that was said in the twenties before before Stalin took over. The criminal's going right. to take it over. My, my, the, the preacher. It, 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 it almost has to. It's predestined. That way. It's predestined. Well, that's fascism. Yeah. And they've done well, such a. Here, here's something I want to say that should sum up uh, everything we need to know about tw- at least 2020. Um, here's the quote If that effing bastard wins, we're all, we're all going to hang from nooses. You better fix this. S. Who do you think said that? Uh, Pelosi. 
Hillary Clinton okay. an email to Donna Brazil. Close enough. Yeah, I agree. All right, but let's let me let me say October this. October seventeenth, nineteen twenty sixteen. All right, so let me let me let me finish this thought. That's that's exactly right, though. You mean you you need you are right to to do the little to say that because that's it. They're ultimately criminals are trying to get it. All right, now here's the thing, Stalin. So some people might or might not know this that when when the communist revolution took place, there was Bolsheviks and Mensheviks. Mensheviks wanted to have some free enterprise element in the communist system. Lenin took over who was a Bolshevik, which is going to make it completely government owned. And when when he as long as he ran it, there was some there was definitely some deaths of some Mensheviks, but not anything like Stalin, who took over when Lenin died, he even killed Trotsky, who was one of the main uh, one of the main when Robert Duvall uh, played Stalin in the HBO miniseries, he was being interviewed. He said, I can believe this guy. Yeah, this guy. Not only did he kill his enemies, he killed his friends. He killed his friends. He killed, he, he, he got that way. But he was more like Mussolini than he was Lenin. And so the idea that, that the Crusaders, the, the Trotskys and the Lenins caused the communism, but the criminals, the Stalins, the Mussolinis, the Hitlers, they take it over and they are running it from a socialist slash government run in run big uh, government that that we ha- I haven't taken it far enough. It always it always goes to fascism. They want to call us fascism because don't ever forget that the leftists, the communists, the fascists, they call us what they are. So yes, they, I mean, Tucker Carlson said that he said the Democrats. When they accuse you of something, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. The there's no doubt in my mind that there's a fascist in our future if we don't stop this communist revolution. That's that's coming. Yeah. And that and, yeah. and if you and they're, have they're put it under the guise that we're the good guys and we know what we're doing. That's what it always is. It's not true. So so this is the deal. If you we need to we're gonna cover this, especially when I get to Whitaker Chambers. It's just a, again, it's just a matter of getting time to get through these books. And there's also going to be a time where we're going to go through the history of Goring, uh, who was, I guess he was number two to Hitler's, is, is the best way to describe that. We're going to go through that as well. It's we've got to we've got to start looking at the fascist. I missed that a little bit. I, I shouldn't have because my dad said it all the time that the Crusader brings in the communism, but then the, the criminal takes it over. He didn't call it fascism, but that's what it is. Yeah. And they're calling us fascist because they want, they don't, they know that that's what we will say. You know, in, you, you, you had me watch that Manchurian. I know you are, but what about kind of, you know, you we, say it first. Well, look at the Manchurian candidate that you had me watch. And, and I agree with you that everybody in this podcast, if you've not seen the, the, the 19, I think it's 1946, but it's, it's definitely a black and white movie. I don't know when Frank it was. Frank Sinatra's in it, by the way. Frank Sinatra's in it. That's the one you want to watch. It's it's definitely black and white. It's not the sentimentology that we have now, but it was probably way ahead of its time. And by the way, when you watch it closely, I did watch it a second time. When you watch it closely, a woman was shot. But here's the thing that that it was very important is that the main character. It, it's not a mystery. You really kind of figure out what's going on fairly quickly. They don't try to hide it. They're letting you know that what's basically happening is they're trying to put in a candidate and they have a person who has been 
hypnotized by the communists to do their bidding when they need him to kill somebody. That's basically the 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 the, 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 the summary of it. But the important thing is, is in that movie, the communists are accusing other people of being communists, and they do it. They don't care the number. It could be two hundred fifty-six. It could be seventy-one. That's in Congress. It doesn't matter. Just call communists, call communists, call communists, because per, the person who's calling that is a communist. And so, if you call them a communist, well, you're just copying what we did. But even more importantly, if you'll notice that that when when they were about to pull the pull the whole thing off. They were trying to get a senator from the opposing party to agree to not stop the Manchuria candidate from becoming the vice president. He says, I will do this. And he lists out all of the things that he would do to prevent that Manchurian candidate becoming vice president. And that's exactly what the communists do. They beat him to the punch. They got on television and almost quoted that senator. That's what the communists do. That's what the fascists do. They... What they're accusing you of, you know now it's real easy. That's what they're doing. And if they call you a fascist, that's because they're a fascist. That is exactly what they're doing. So so Elon Musk is is and Trump are two of those people standing between you and fascism. And yes. they hate them. They hate them. And what are they accusing him of? They're accusing him of controlling content. No, he's not. You are controlling content with Media Matters. You are controlling content with, with more than just those Media Matters, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, all these. Things. Right, all these people are controlling content. They are, and and what it, it cracks me up because your your revolver. Every now and then, I will go there. I like to stay away from there because that's your source. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I don't, and I don't want to both, us both prepare for the same topics. But but I've noticed that when I do go there. And I usually get there by doing a search for something in Revolver News is the source. I don't go there to find it. It just, they leave me there. They quote Newsweek a lot. I don't know why, but they link it a lot. And when you read a Newsweek article, they are going to every single time. You, you need to read them because you know, you know the game plan then. You know that the game plan is, you know, if they say, if, if Newsweek says that the election wasn't stolen, then and then that they're just accusing us that that they're planning on doing the same thing to Trump if he wins. Just count on it. Count on it. They're, that's what they're doing. And you could, but that's why you go to me. You, the reason you would want to go to the mainstream media is to know what they're accusing us of. We know where's coming next. Now, it's well, that's why I go there. Yeah. Yes. So, so anyway, it's fascism, guys. I, I, it's, it's a, it was a, it was a, oh my goodness, moment for me. When I was reading this book on Stalin that my dad had was, was correct all of those years, the Crusaders, Lenin and Trotsky, were killed. Well, Lenin died of natural causes, but Trotsky was exiled. He would have died. He would have died, but he exiled. He got out in time. But some of them weren't so lucky. And and if you, I really do highly recommend reading the book. You, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to be able to read it sitting down and, and say, I want to read right to that book. You can't do it. Because you can only take so much death. You can only take so much. And this is all documented things. He was a he was a fascist. He was more like Mussolini than he was Lenin. And I believe that's exactly what happens every single time. Look at Putin. He runs that thing like it's like he's a king, a czar. You know, he, well, of course, I'd say a king or a czar, a fascist czar. 
That's what the, that's it. And, you know, then in, in Ukraine, what's it? Why all these people? Of course, I don't think I think it's a fake war. But long or short of it is that's where we are now. Going back to it, Glenn, I want to go back to because we're running out of time here. This this you're saying that the censorship industrial complex will include all of these things that you just listed: Southern Poverty Center, yeah, yeah. Matters. Any watchdog group that is quoted in any of the three or four, I guess if you use CNN, if they quote them, then I'm just telling you that that's part of the group. All right. So, so the thing that crossed my mind this morning was this: Trump files a legitimate motion to discover, subpoena, acquire records of the Miss Piggy Commission which is the J6 commission, Congressional Commission, while the Democrats controlled the House, that mm-hmm. handpicked what they wanted to pick to call Trump a criminal so they could prosecute him in D.C. Right. Where, where is the outrage that should be on the right? Where is it? Where is the outrage? Why isn't anybody on the right speaking up and say, this is evil? Where is it? Is, it don't, is, is the only person I know doing it right now is Bowtie Boy. Where's Ben Shapiro? Where's Matt Walsh? Where's where is where is Levin? Where is where is we need Rush Limbaugh back? Where is the where oh, yeah. is the rage about this? Where is because the because we've been desensitized to outrage. We can't. Un, that's okay. That's that's what they want. I'll give it to them. I'm outraged at at at, at the at the ignoring this. To me, you cannot ignore. That the Ivy Leagues and the Little Ivies, and then the next step, the Texas and the Stanfords, any of them that are condoning these these pro-Palestinian people, you know, no, we're not going to fund you anymore. No more money to Harvard. No more money to Yale. No more money to Amherst. No, you don't get any more. No more. No more. I don't want my dollars sent there. Now I'm not going to say that those kids can't talk. They can talk all they want. In fact, I was. Never have to fund them. Where's the rage? Where is the freaking rage? Why does why does why does does Musk have to go over there just to show that there's a there's another side to this criminal that that is a crime scene there? Where's the outrage yeah. that, that that Trump has been sued six times plus the miniature the 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 the, 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 the every single state's going to have a, he's going to have to fight whether or not he can be on the ballot? Where's the rage? Where's the rage that Chauvin is in jail just because of intersectionality? We we got to we got to get we got to stand up and start speaking out, guys. You can't you can't be it's just like that that get kid with the, with the red and black face. I'm just going to speak out. If you if you are getting offended by blackface, you are a wimp. Your problem isn't systematic systemic racism. Your problem is you're a wimp. But I don't even think they are wimps, Glenn. I think that they just using that to cancel us. They're not. They're not offended by blackface. I don't believe it for a minute. I don't believe it for a minute. Where's the rage? Things ain't worried if they could. I, what, I mean, you know, you look at uh, Trudeau. You know, they have him in. You know, right. he was trying to be Arab, but it was blackface like I've never seen. Now, was he trying to say that black people were? You know, as I understand blackface, it was used. Back in the forties, I think, as a way to show, uh, you know, that uh, I, I, you know, these people are interior. Well, I mean, I, 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 one of the worst, one of the worst movies ever made, 
it, I don't care when, when it was made, it was, but it was post-World War II, White Christmas. That movie was stupid, bad, just, gosh. I, I had to sit through that thing because a daughter-in-law wanted to watch it and love her to death, but she was wrong on that movie. But I was polite, and I watched it. And they did blackface in that. They 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 had white people singing black, you know, singing what would be considered black music, I guess. I mean, I guess the platters technically is black music, too. But I sing that in the bathtub every night. You don't want to hear it. But um, definitely don't want to see it. But but I love the platters. You know, if I if I sing platter song, am I being racist? You see what I'm saying? No. No, and and I don't, you know, it was funny. And maybe, 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 maybe they were being demeaning. I don't know. But if your feelings are hurt, I'll turn it off. Don't watch it. Just don't watch it. I mean, I, but I, I watched it. The reason, that, the reason that thing came up, I think it was pretty sure it was White Christmas. She watched several of those. My, my wife likes those black movies, black, black and white movies. As much as, yeah, yeah that, that was not a Freudian slip. Black and white yeah, it was those black and white movies, those old movies. I can't stand them because the monologues are just ridiculously long. But at least you could focus on a face for a minute. But but that it was. It, I'm pretty sure it was White Christmas. There was the black face, and and everybody in the room there was about ten of us in there. Half of them were cringing over it. I'm going, why is that cringing? Why do you cringe over that? It's because somebody's conditioned you to say that that somebody's feelings are going to be hurt over a movie made in the 1940s. With the with the black face, it's, it's, just stop, just grow up. I mean, they make fun of lawyers. I mean, the most cheering I've ever seen in the movie theater was it in in that movie where they they make the dinosaurs come back. What was that called? Jurassic Park. When the yeah. when the lawyer gets eaten. I mean, there's room full of people cheering the lawyer getting eaten. Right. And my feelings get hurt over that. No, I thought it was funny. I, in fact, I didn't like that lawyer. Yeah, I looked at him as an individual, and he needed to be. Eaten. But. Um, where I, what, what I'm getting at is, though, I want to go back to this, this Media Matters thing is, is successful in this regard. This is what you're getting at, is that the outrage isn't there because they know that Media Matters and Southern Poverty Center or whatever it's called, all of those things are being used as watchdog groups really to be able to shut you up, to make it where you can't have rage over the the 2016 rigged election. You, I mean, 2020 rigged election. I, I 2016 was out. Was was Abrams wasn't. But anyway, I I there should be rage over that 2020 election, and they're not doing it. And I think it's because just what you were saying. I think that 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 censorship industrial complex is shutting us up. That's where the rage is. We can't we can't be we can't get angry about it. Well, if there's anything that Mike Johnson has shown is yes, you can. He contested that 2020 election. He joined. He he wrote briefs to join in, or to uh, amicus briefs to the Supreme Court when Texas filed their lawsuit. It got kicked out for standing. He filed. He has said that that was a rigged election. Yet he's now Speaker of the House. You, I know that the, 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 the most of the members of Congress listen to this podcast. If you are being wimpy about this thing, that's why you're getting pushed around. Be a, be a be tough. Be tough. Stand up to these bullies. That's what media matters is the bullies. I just, I just, I, I, I don't understand it, Glenn, uh, Glenn. That well, I understand that people fear that their livelihood is going to be taken away. Okay, fine. 
you want the freedom taken away, or you, or do you want them to, to to temporarily take away some money from you? You know what though? I can tell you they can't touch you. They can't touch you. There was enough people in Ruston that would still work with me, just because they agree with me. And I might not get any of the liberal professors at Louisiana Tech to represent. I mean, let me, they may not hire me. They don't pay anyway. Just kidding. Oh, James. That was a joke. But uh, but my we, point. But my, my point is that the people that come here want to. They want somebody who's going to be tough, going to represent them, going to work hard, and not back off because of something woke. That that they they no. I'm I'm. This is a woke thing that's coming up against me. Oh, I would represent them heartbeat. I do. You know, sometimes free. Mm-hmm. So anyway, good. It's good stuff. I, I think that this is going to become this. Uh, we're going to use that censorship industrial complex that Schellenberger coined, and we'll try to keep giving him credit for it as it goes. But yeah, I, by I, the way, if you're on X following Michael Schellenberger, is. Uh, Really good follow. I'd never heard of him until today. I thought he was a coach at OU at one time. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe a different Schellenberger. Not the same one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a very successful one either. But anyway, thank you, Glenn. Uh, that was the whole thing. You had some, some very, very good insight, especially especially on the hostage situation in Israel. I don't think most people have picked up that that's what's going on here. They just know about a ceasefire and a hostage situation like they're making it sound like that this that the ceasefire is straight up we're not shooting you while you're letting us have these hostages and i was going well, why are they letting them go but it makes so so much sense they're letting go of the criminals and that are in in they're gonna go, yeah it's kind of like willie brown who um he's a very popular um mayor in san francisco a long time ago and he was criticized for taking money for his campaign from the cigarette companies. And then he turned around and sued them. And he said, and they said, wait, what do you why? He goes, well, if you can't take money from your enemy and then sue them, then, well, how good are you? <laughs> yeah. now, I don't know if I agree with that, uh, the lawsuit or any of that, and, you know, but I will say that uh, if you can't take your hostages back for a ceasefire, then kill all your enemies, you know, are you really sovereign? Well, you, you, I can't remember which one it is. It was one of those. Who, who is the writer? We'll start with this. We have to work backwards because you know my nephronomia. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all right. So you know that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of my favorite movies. Who Tarantino? Yeah, Tarantino. He wrote a he wrote a another movie that I've seen, but I can't remember the name of it. But basically, at the end, he burns up a bunch of Nazis. Oh yeah, uh, Inglorious Bastards, okay. which is very good movie. Very very good movie. Too much violence, but it, you you have to sit through it to, to get to it. But it's a good movie. The prop, the the end, to ruin the ending. If you haven't seen it, there was a Nazi who helped let that happen. Kill all of those Nazi leaders because Brad Pitt was in that as well. Yeah. He could see that the Nazi could see he was very very smart. They let they let you know that he was off the chart smart, and he saw Germany was about to lose. So to get past being a war criminal, he negotiated letting that let those Nazis get killed. And then he was going to come live in the United States with immunity because he did that. But he got met by Brad Pitt, got a Nazi. He, he cut the Nazi shape into his forehead so he would have to live with that the rest of his life, that scar the rest of his life. He, he wasn't let free. Swastika. Well, in his, in his- 
I think that's what's if you what if you're right about what's going on over there, that's exactly what the Israelis are doing. So yeah, you can go free. Go. Yeah, go back into the tunnels. Here's the ones we'd recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that he's really free. He's just he's in jail right now and then the Israelis are have to pay guards, they have to feed them, they all these things and say, Okay, you're saying you'll give us back our, our the, the the people you kidnapped and then now we're giving you the criminals and now the ceasefire ends and we're going to kill you. I, I, I think it's a genius plan. Glenn, thank you. That was good stuff. Uh, I learned a lot today. You always, as always, you're very prepared and I appreciate that. Tomorrow we'll be talking about what's going to be the topic tomorrow for the uh, non-secular. It's going to be, Oh, the canonicity of the new Testament and Jim. How do we know? Yes, Jim knows a lot about that topic, and, and Pastor Witt will be here. Doc will be here. Lynn will be here. Appreciate you guys, and and then we'll be back with a secular podcast on Thursday. We're going to talk about, we're going to see if Glenn can defend Ram, Ramadama Vanderbeek. We're going to call him uh, Vinay Ramaswamy, though, when we're talking about him. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Glenn. Oh, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, wait. Whoa. Oh, wait, we forgot. All right, can you tell me what Why? what what can I do? Wait, 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 wait. What can we do that I won't have a lapse of memory like that again? I can tell you because this is what I've been using all morning. PJ's coffee from Haunt. I've been having uh, salted caramel and delicious French roast all morning as I prepared. And that's why I had so much focus and insight that uh what was allowed to me through the incredible boost of energy and clarity I get from the delicious coffee from the PJs and Hutton, as well as boosted teas. Uh, they have hot teas as well if you want to go get some green tea there. Uh, you can also uh, get wonderful pastries and delicious breakfast and lunch sandwiches and zap chips. Cannot top that in the mortal words of of Gosh, I wish that I didn't have lithonomy. I really blame Steve for this. Steve did. It's his fault. <laughs> you know what? Goodbye. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>